And here we go. This game is underway. Worthy will come up and take it at the 19-yard line par hash marks. Look to cut outside and does to the numbers at the 30 and will be brought down there at the 33-yard line. And it was Robert Priester in there to make the tackle. It'll be interesting to see how many of these guys are playing full special teams reps along with their defensive and offensive time because a lot of these guys that are starting today are your special team staples. Players want to play. Like, let's not forget Winton McManus was hurt on a special teams play. Like, they want to go out there and they want to perform. Look at guys historically, Mike O'Shea and Kevin Ivan. They wanted to go out and play. And so do the Alouettes right now. First down to their own 35 on the right hash mark. They will go play action and dump it out into the flat. That's Antwi taking it. And the running back out of the University of Calgary will get close to first down yardage. The quarterback is Dominic Davis, who is a familiar name in both leagues, having played for, sit down for this, Atlanta, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Calgary, Winnipeg, Ottawa, and now in Montreal. And he gets a gain of nine and a half on first down. Not surprising that we saw a play action to start. You have to assume that those Argos defenders are all set up to stop the run, especially with William Stanback, who's going to be uh, playing, I, I guess, uh, uh, quite a number of snaps today. And he is in there right now, standing behind Davis on second down and half a yard. Stanback takes it up the middle. We'll get the first down and barrel his way across the 50 to the 52 for a gain of 7-plus. Yeah, that's a good wake-up for the Argos linebackers to have a man like William Stanback running full steam into you in a short yardage situation. Uh, that is a, a nice welcome to the CFL moment if uh, if you haven't had one already. Alouettes among their offensive linemen. Pierre-Olivier Lestage, who was a high draft pick in 2021 before signing with Seattle, making his way up to the Alouettes this year. From their own 52, it's a first and 10. Argonauts jump. They give the ball to Stanback, who will get met at midfield and driven back by Jack Kassar. Gain of about three, but the Argonauts jump. Yeah, it looked like Ali Fayad just got a little bit anxious on that. It's too bad because it was a really nice play from the defense, Kassar getting in there. But It was Deontay Knight, the guilty party. It's tough to say. Ali Fayad has an, an unbelievably first quick, uh, quick first step. As does Sam Achipong, who, who the naked eye looks like he's going offside every play, and yet you slow it down. You watch the video, and he doesn't. First down from the Argos side of the field, the 53. They show blitz up the middle. They jumped offside again. Play action. Davis rolls to the left, looks downfield, and it is caught down of the 10-yard line, and it's going to be a touchdown. Cole Speaker is in the end zone on a 53-yard pass from Davis, and the penalty will be against the Argos. That was a bit of a disaster in the secondary for Toronto. It ended up being Deshaun Amos who was out there in coverage and and looking completely lost, but I don't think that was his responsibility initially. It it looked like they were dropping back into cover three, and then there was some sort of mix-up, and suddenly there's Amos who's standing all alone there with the receiver who's got the football in his hand, and Amos is facing the wrong way. So that's a, a quick quick six for Montreal to go up 6 nothing with 12.49 left in the first quarter. See, and this game doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> for the vet, I'm, just, I'm curious what the mindset is for some of these veterans going in, and starters as well, as we get ready for the conversion attempt from David Cote from the 33-yard line. Kick is up. And he got it. So it's 7 nothing Alouettes. Just two and a half minutes into this ball game. Not the way the Argonauts wanted to start, obviously. 
And to your point about veterans taking this game in, I don't think once you put on your helmet, once you get out there in the, in the pads and everything else, you forget about what the context of the game is, and you just want to go out there and play football. And all of these guys, they, they they love winning, they hate losing, and you hate getting beat. And I can promise you, Deshaun Amos is not just out there wandering around. He is right now, I'm sure, furious about the fact that he was left in that situation and wants to get back out there and redeem himself, as does the rest of the defensive secondary, as does Coach Mace. So look to see a fired-up Argos defense the next time they get on the field. I once asked Jason Pottinger, the former Argo, about that, and he said, you know, you can get away with stuff, just not on video because it's there forever. So you can't make mistakes because it's going to follow you around and you want to be absolutely dialed in every game that you play. And there are a number of veterans that the Argos have dressing today. They've done it pretty strategically where you've got sort of a veteran and uh, a younger guy uh, you know, paired together or next to each other. So there should be some good communication and, and teaching moments out there today too. Javon Leak and... Jeremiah Hedell are out there for the Argos, and it's going to be Leak taking it at 15, 25, 35, 40, and brought down the 41-yard line. That was really nicely blocked. They actually gave Leak a lot of space, and he hasn't always had that, although he had a really nice return last week in Montreal. He took one back across midfield, and that was the best return the Argos had all season long. And it looked a little bit like that today. It looked like the same same sort of return structure, same blocking structure, and they gave him some space. They're all the way out to their own 41. It was a 55-yarder or 50-yarder last week. The longest one prior to that was Isaiah Wright. Remember him? Back in B.C. in a game that we wish we could forget. First down of their own 41-yard line. Argos go with Cage, McKellar, Hunter, Giffen, and Churchill across the middle. High snap to uh, Kelly, who dumps it off to Adebaboye, who goes wide to the left and gets close to first down yardage. Really nice run from Adebaboye. They had a tight bunch to the left, and that's the side they went to. Receivers all getting really nice blocks. Adebaboye had an option to cut up a little bit earlier, but I think there was more space to the outside. That's where he ended up going, and eight yards is a really nice first run for this game. Neil Breskison. And Brissett and Hedell and Phillips, the starting five-pack of receivers, out of Bavoye in the backfield uh, with Chad Kelly, who looks things over on second down and a yard and a half, just shy of his own 50-yard line. Argo's moving from left to right, and he's going to go to the sideline. Has a man bobbled. It's not caught as it was there, but the receiver could not bring it in. And it will be incomplete as it was Cam Phillips out wide. Yeah, it looked like a pretty good ball from Chad Kelly. He throws it with some zip, and that might take a little bit of getting used to, too. These guys who have been playing with McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Chad Kelly has a different throwing style. His timing's going to be different. His processing time is different. His velocity, uh, I think, is probably a little bit higher, too. And on a pass like that, it, it really got in there quickly on Cam Phillips. Argos are going to go double tight ends here on third and a yard and a half, almost two full yards. And they give the ball to Adebaboye in the backfield, and he ain't going anywhere. It's going to be a turnover on downs out to the 50-yard line. So Montreal holds as they don't go short yardage formation. They go full snap from the pistol, and it's going to be a turnover. 7-0 Montreal exactly four minutes into this game. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 7-0 Montreal on the 53-yarder from Davis to Speaker, and that's where we are right now. Mike Hogan and Ben Grant with you today, along with our on-site engineer, Luca Moya, Owen Hall, back at Agent Court, making the magic happen on the big board. And the Alouettes, after a turnover on downs, will take over first and 10 from the Argo 49. Did you like the play call? 
I actually did. I, I don't know about the run part, but I like that they went out of the regular offense because they, they're finished with evaluating the short yardage package. They've done that. They don't need to evaluate the punt team. And so leaving Chad Kelly in there in a, sort of a short yardage play, uh, I'm completely fine with that. They want to see what the offensive line did. So in terms of a, an evaluation tool, that's the perfect play to, to draw up in a game that is, quote-unquote, meaningless. So they will start at the Argo 49-yard line, the Alouettes will. And they will go into the pistol. Three receivers in the near side, two up top, one relatively close to the line of scrimmage. Argo show blitz. Ball is given to Anthony up the middle, and he will get two or three yards. Jack Richardson came off the edge there, and it opened up some space in the middle. Jack Kassar was able to come in and really <laughs> deliver one of those hits that we talked about uh, that we saw him make for Carlton for, for all those years. They'll need eight yards on second down. Dominic Davis, center quarterback. Trevor Harris was second in the CFL in passing, heading into the week. But he's getting the day off for the Alouettes. Second and eight. Argo show pressure again with Shaq Richardson. It's picked up going over the middle again to Cole Speaker, and it will be first down yardage down to the 36-yard line. Yeah, they sent a ton of heat on that. Good for Coach Mace, too. I, I, I want to see that. That's what we. That's what we're we're hoping to see. They had pressure off uh, the edge on both sides. It ended up uh, being a completed pass, but yeah, roll the dice. Why not? I'm wondering what the long-term thinking is. Why do you show pressure in a game that doesn't mean anything? Yeah, you're certainly trying to get Montreal thinking about things, knowing you might be playing them in a couple of weeks. First down and ten from the Argo 35. We again to the near side as Davis pump fakes. Looks down the right sideline again. There's a flag in the secondary. The ball is incomplete down at the 10-yard line. As he was looking for Julian Grant. That was Caleb Holden in coverage. They were in cover one there. Holden ended up, uh, you know, one-on-one. Looked like looked like he got beat a little bit on the outside. May have got a bit of a grab in there, and the, the penalty was ultimately on him. And that will move it down to the 25-yard line. So you're the rookie in here. should mention there's also a rookie, so to speak, doing the PA today. Adam Doss taking the day off. Herbie Kuhn, the Raptors voice, is the Argo voice for today. He knows the guys. He's around a couple of times a week. He is the team pastor, the chaplain. So he knows everybody really well. Play action again. They set up a little hit screen over here to the near side to Julian Brandt. We'll take it inside the 15 to the 13, and it'll be another Montreal first down. And we have something that we do not want to see, and that's an injured Argonaut down at the 15-yard line, and I believe that's Maurice Carnell. Yeah, this is what you're hoping to get out of this game without is injuries. We saw last night with the BC Lions, they had a couple of heart-stopping moments with Lucky Whitehead and Javon Katoy going down on back-to-back plays. You're hoping you can get out of this game without without any kind of injury. We'll come back and let you know what we know when he comes off the field. 7 nothing. Alouette's leading. Nine minutes remaining in the opening quarter. It's Argo football on TSN 1050. Well, the good news is Maurice Carnell IV is walking off under his own steam, which is good with the training staff, but that is good news. He was injured a little bit earlier on and thought he was going to miss a little bit more time than he did, which was good news, and he is just that guy who walks around with a smile on his face all the time. So to see Maurice up and onto the sidelines now, going over the training table, that's, uh, that is good news. 
for sure. And he's put in so much hard work to get into the position that he was in on Hamilton's practice squad and finds himself an Argonaut, has a great preseason, and has played really well when called upon this year. And they are working on his right leg. First down, Alouettes at the 12-yard line. Four receivers will go to the wide side of the field. Ball on the left hash mark. They'll go to that side. It is caught by Stanbeck, who almost had it ripped out of his arms in the backfield. An interesting play that will go for three yards. Tavares McFadden was sent on a corner blitz, which you so rarely see, but something triggered his action there. He got in there right when the ball got to Stanbeck. It was a pretty uh, pretty tightly timed thing. I can't believe that Stanback made the catch, number one, and that Tavares McFadden, I guess, didn't. He was right there when the ball came. I don't think he was expecting to see it. I think he was looking to come in for run support. Stanback is lucky, lucky that McFadden went for the ball and not the man because he could have knocked him into next week. Gain of three, second and seven from the Argo nine. Two in the backfield. Argos jump again. Freebie for Davis, looking over the middle, under pressure. Now he's going to run. He'll take it to the five and fall forward to the one-yard line. Are they going to give him a touchdown? Yes. And it's going to be offside against uh, the Argonauts, so that touchdown is going to stand, and the Alouettes take a 13-0 lead. You can see his mobility there just bought himself extra time, and then he was able to break contain. I thought he might be ruled down at the one-yard line. I wouldn't be surprised if they took another look at this, but I actually think he landed on a body at the one-yard line, and so that's why they ended up calling the touchdown. But 14 or 13 nothing. I don't want to speak too soon, given how Montreal has kicked in this stadium. But uh, yeah, 13 nothing uh, this early in the game. This is this is not obviously how the Argos wanted things to go. And we will get the look. We're getting a look on the replay here, and we can see Davis get brought down, and it's not a sideline view, so we have no idea whether he was in or not. I don't know how they would overturn this. Just looking at the sideline view now, it is so tight. It looks like he lands on a body, and it, it's it's really close. Whether they they rule him short or not, it's it's a matter of an inch or something like that. We're still waiting. All sc- scoring plays are reviewed. The official has taken picked up the ball at the 25-yard line. After review of the automatic score by command center, the ball carrier was down at the one-yard line. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know what angle they had that we didn't have. But it will not go as a touchdown, but it will be a first and goal from the one-yard line. Though the Alouettes a week ago on a key series from first and goal from the four were not able to score against the Argos, including two chances from the one. The Alouettes have been one of the better teams in the league all season at first and goal from the one, but they've struggled in the last few weeks, including, as you mentioned, last week against Toronto. That was a third and goal situation where the Argos really stood strong. They're going to have to do it three times in a row here if they hope to keep the Alouettes out of the end zone now. They are over 60% on the season inside the red zone, converting uh, first downs or red zone trips into, into touchdowns. So Davis will come up under center again. He was stopped once a week ago, but not this time. He won't be denied going over the right guard for leading Gagnon, and it's a touchdown, and the Alouettes do have that 13-0 lead after all. Yeah, like you said, Davis is one of the best in the league at that in terms of the short yardage package. It's changed a little bit when they lost their center, Jameson, a few weeks ago. They haven't quite looked the same. And so it, it's, you know, from, from their perspective, to be able to have, you know, the replacement center Brown in there and able to generate that same kind of result must be 
a, a bit of a relief for them. But you notice that Davis didn't go right up the middle. He went off to the side, and so maybe that's an area that they're going to take a look at. And now coming in for the extra point is David Cote. Tees it up in the middle of the field. And a yard further back than most, this will be from the 33. Snap and hold are perfect. Kick is up. And he got it. And it's 14-0 for the Alouettes. We have played seven and a half minutes of the first quarter. You're listening to Argo Football in the home of the Double Blue. This is TSN 1050. Well, 14-0 Alouettes midway through the opening quarter. Not the way the Argos wanted to start, turning the ball over on a third down and a yard and a half. And the Alouettes take it to the end zone. And way too many offsides from the Argo defense so far. Yeah, they haven't. Well, they look like what they are right now, which is a bunch of guys that haven't necessarily played uh, a lot and played together. So uh, they'll they'll get better as things go along, as they get more accustomed to uh, playing with each other and maybe get the nerves out of their system. But it kind of feels like the Argos haven't had the ball a lot so far, and it's because they haven't. So uh, it'll be nice to see a, another Chad Kelly drive here and see if the Argos can put some points on the board. You mentioned the injury to Sean Jameson. It's a big one for the Alouettes. David Brown filling in. Kind of followed Jameson at Western. Became uh, a two-time All-Canadian with the Mustangs and ended up winning a Vanier Cup in 2017 as well. So some pretty good pedigree there. It's the depth for the Alouettes paying off like it has for the Argonauts so far in 2022. So Cote will tee it up on the right hash mark. We'll kick it into the sun, and coming up forward at the 19-yard line is Leap. Javon's going to come all the way across to the near side of the field of the 30, cuts up, angles it to the 40, into the 45-yard line, and the Argonauts will start first and 10 from that point after having the ball for a minute 45 on their first possession and just eight yards total offense. At this time of day, that catch that Javon Leak just made on the kick return is is really tough. The sun's right in his eyes. The, the stadium's basically got the field divided in half by the sun, half the half the field in sun, half the field in shade. And, yeah, he was looking right into that one. First and 10 for the 45. Chad Kelly, 0 for 1 on the first drive on what was the catchable ball that Cam Phillips couldn't haul in. And Kelly will drop back under a five-man rush. He'll go to the far yard. Uh, far sideline again for Phillips he'll hang on this time inside the 50 to 49 for a gain of 16 they basically went back to the same play like we hit it the first time let's try that again the timing was the exact same from my eye it's just that Phillips was able to hang on to the ball this time so that is the first first down for the Argos trailing by two scores here early about two-thirds of the way almost through the first quarter Kelly looks things over. He will have three receivers to the near side. Tommy Neal is the wideout. They bring everybody else in and hand the ball to Leak, who will take it off tackle to the far side for about three or four yards, almost to the 45. They had Dejan Brissett playing tight end out of that look, which is sort of a new one for him. I know they've been pretty liberal with how they've used their tight ends, and you know we can maybe talk about Calver a little bit later on in this game too, but guys that they've brought over from other sides of the ball, guys that they brought in from the receiver spot to play tight end, Brissett doing it there. Kelly once again will drop back. He's got Leak standing to his right, three receivers to the near side, two up top. Montreal shows blitz but drops off. And again, he's going to hit Phillips this time on this side of the field, down to the 41-yard line. It'll be third down and a couple. 
Yeah, a ton of guys in coverage there. They they did show a lot, but dropped almost everybody out. And it's going to be a decision here for Coach Dinwiddie. It's a, another third and, and maybe two, but I, I imagine the plan is to go for it all day unless they're right on their own doorstep. It's a decent spot for the Argos, just outside the 40. So a yard and a half of football for the first down. Two receivers to the boundary, three up top, leak to the right of Chad Kelly. High snap, they give it to Leak, he'll get the first down, down to about the 37. They needed two, they got about five. I like to see Leak in plays like that where he does use the middle of the field because that's always sort of been the question mark about him. You watch him at Maryland, and most of his success was to the outside. They used him a lot on jet sweeps and outside run sweeps. And most of his time as an Argonaut, it's been largely the same. But as an every down back, that can't be all you've got. So let's see what Javon Leak can do up the middle. At the 37-yard line, first down and 10, ball in the middle of the field. Motion of plenty for the Argonauts. And they will try to run a counter. Ball comes loose, and Kelly falls on it, I think, back at the 44-yard line, although Montreal says they have the football, and they do. Another turnover for the Argonauts as Ryan Hunter's snap again was a little bit high. Yeah, it wasn't just the snap. It looked like the entire mesh point was off in terms of timing. You had crossing action with uh, receiver and back in the backfield together. Kelly getting the snap down, and it just didn't seem like everything was all together, unfortunately. Two possessions, two touchdowns for Montreal, two possessions, two turnovers for Toronto. It's 14-0. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 14-0, Owls, Mike Hogan, and Ben Grant with you. There will be but one CFL playoff game played in the province of Ontario this year, and it will be here at BMO Field on the 13th of November. Tickets on sale now, argonauts.ca. Get your tickets now before we find out who the opposition is. If Montreal is here, they travel well for the playoffs. If Hamilton gets in, it's going to be a lot of Hamilton fans wanting tickets. So get your tickets now, argonauts.ca, and set yourself up. There are playoff games underway in Ontario today at the OUA level. All at the half now. Ottawa leading Windsor 21-17. Argos special teams coordinator. The Argos offense is coming back on the field. Yeah, hopefully we get an announcement explaining exactly what went on here. Yeah, Dave Foxcroft is the guy, but the Argos offense is out. And we're not sure why. They're going to reset the sticks. They must have reviewed it, and Toronto must have ended up falling on the football as Kelly must have gotten down there. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of because the the play was clearly a fumble. There wasn't any sort of penalty-free snap, so it must have been that Toronto had a clean recovery of the football, and then once the player was down, someone ripped it out of his hands, and they probably had a, a good view of that. Or was there a penalty After on the play? review of the turnover by command center, it was an incomplete pass. It will be second oh. down Toronto. Oh, okay. Well, that's one we didn't see. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what oh, ha- the toss yeah. was forward. Oh. Except I'm not how I'm not sure that was supposed to be a toss. He sort of went to play fake it to Cam Phillips coming across. The ball flew out of his hand because Phillips was there early, and I guess it's an incomplete pass. Second and 10 at the 37-yard line now, so the Argos benefit from that. Back and passes Kelly, and there's a man coming free. Kelly gets away from one with a flag down. And Kelly's going to be sacked all the way back near midfield. They'll mark it at the 51, but there's a flag in the Montreal secondary, which is usually good news for the offense. And just to go back to that 
incomplete pass. This is why teams now, when you run jet sweeps, will often flick the ball forwards. Quarterbacks will flick the ball forward instead of just a traditional handoff, which was done for decades and decades. Because if there is a problem, then it Legal is an incomplete pass. So there we go. It's Najee Murray who will get the penalty in the Argonauts after disaster on a near turnover and then disaster on a sack. Have a first down at the 27-yard line. Easy as pie. Yeah, that's a huge break for the Argos. And uh, Cam Phillips with a bit of a double move on that play. Murray gets a piece of his jersey, and I think that's where Kelly was looking too. So it's a first down at the 27-yard line. 14 nothing else, four minutes remaining in the opening quarter. Back to pass is Kelly. He's going to go long. He's going to go end zone, and it is going to be caught for a touchdown. Very tight coverage, but Dejan Brissett ends up with a touchdown in a very small window, and the Argos are on the board. Jack Kelly just giving his guy a shot, and this is what we saw Dejan Brissett do at Richmond and a little bit at Virginia. He's such a a good receiver when there's contact, when there's a guy right beside him. He uses some of that basketball background he's got to basically box out, sort of give a little chicken wing at the last minute to create a bit of space, and he comes down with the football. Tight coverage again from Murray, and he was able to adjust to the football, make the catch, and the Argos score their first touchdown. It's 14-6, and out comes Boris. Haggerty is the holder. Latour, the long snapper. Hold good. Snap or the uh, hold good. Snap good. So it's a kick. And it's 14-7 as the Argonauts convert the touchdown. Not the most pristine of plays, Ben Graham, but it worked. It worked, and I, I like quarterbacks giving their receiver a shot. And if there's someone that you're going to throw a, a jump ball up to, why not Dejan Brissett? He's he's one of the best at at coming down with that sort of play. But again, yeah, tight coverage down the field. He wasn't open per se. I wasn't even sure exactly where he was going with the ball when he when he started winding up because I just didn't see anything down there. But yeah, Brissett created his own space, uh, got some height, came down with the football, and uh, executed a perfect end zone celebration dance. <laughs> Brissett, the second overall pick in the 2020 draft. I started to give the OUA score. Let me do the rest of the halftime playoff scores. 21-17, Ottawa over Windsor. 28-0, Laurier over Carlton and Queens against U of T. A mismatch on paper. It's 13-7, Gales. Western with the bye. So Beattie is now out to do the kickoff. Chandler Worthy still deep for the Alouettes. Kick is down to about the 15-yard line. Worthy will take it to the 14. Far hash mark. Now cut back to the middle of the field. Across near hash mark to the 30 to the 35. He wants the sideline. He'll get it. And then Boris Beatty laid him out at the 50-yard line. It is such a luxury to have a kicker and a punter on this team who are giant men and aggressive football players. We've seen a number of times this season where Haggerty has has been the last man back, and he's not only made the tackle, he's driven the guy into the ground, and Boris Beattie's not afraid to get in there on contact. Now, as a special teams coach, you're not that you're not hoping that your kicker and punter are getting involved in too many plays, but it's nice when they're able to come up and make a play like that. Just heard a ooh from the crowd when they showed it on the big board. Don't forget, Boris is also 6'4 and 225. He can bring it. Play action, near side. Once again, they're going to go to Speaker, who will be taken out shy of midfield. 
And it will be good for a gain. Well, we'll give him midfield stripe, so a gain of five. It will be second down and ten. Concept that put Holden in a little bit of conflict there. He had two guys to his side, and the rule is always go with the deeper receivers, so he did. The flats were open, and it's an easy five-yard gain. But I think the Argos are quite happy to let Montreal work their way down the field that way. Dominic Davis now 6 of 6 for 95 yards and a touchdown. Second and 5 for midfield. This one, Antwi is the back now. Argos send 5 back to pass Davis. Reads, reacts, throws, complete. Tyson Philpott, the rookie from Calgary, needed 5 and got 6 down to the Argo 49. I would like to have seen a little bit more delay on the blitz there from the linebackers. Kassar getting in there in the A-gap. He showed his cards a little bit early. These guys are getting excited to get in there. You get your number called on a blitz package. That's exciting. But ideally, you hold off a little bit because when you show early like that, the line has a chance to adjust, and they picked everybody up perfectly. First and 10, Alouettes just inside the Argo 50. Two minutes remaining in the opening quarter. It's 14-7 Montreal. Davis jumps, dumps it out to, to Julian Grant, who will take it to the far sideline and inside the 45 to about the 43. And that'll be good for eight more. And this is the situation you do, don't really want to be in as the Argos. You don't want second down and two or second down and three because then Montreal's entire playbook is open, especially from this area of the field because they could well go for it on third down uh, in this situation being at the 42-yard line. What is it about backup quarterbacks in the Argonauts? Davis comes out and he's perfect, pulling a Dane Evans from the Eastern Final a week a uh, year ago. Second and three from the 42 and they're going to throw again they'll complete it again and again it's to Tyson Philpott for a first down down to the Argo 31 yeah just a lot of cushion that the Argos were giving up but again they're they're happy enough to give up those five yard plays if a team wants to throw five yard passes the whole way down the field most teams will let them do that and the Argos have been a bend but don't break defense all year this year and teams simply haven't been able to work their way all the way down the field they usually settle for field goals and generally in the CFL field goals alone aren't going to win the game but of course Montreal has also got two touchdowns to go with that today first down 10 31 yard line ball in the middle of the field Two in the backfield. Back to pass is Davis. He's going to go long down the rail. Right side. Caught in the end zone. It's a touchdown for Julian Grant. And again, three for three. Drives to touchdowns for the Alouettes. Yeah, that was, a, that was another really tough one for Caleb Holden, uh, who was out on the outside. Again, isolated. It, it was a situation where he wasn't going to get any help it was all right tight to the sideline all the way down the field and he just got a little bit lost as that ball was coming down and unfortunately for the Argos wasn't able to make a play uh, meanwhile uh, 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 Grant ends up making a really nice adjustment on the ball Holden hadn't seen it until late and yeah it's another Alouette's touchdown they keep picking on him and Julian Grant the Toronto native went to St. FX that's his third touchdown of the season Cote Pops the extra point up, and good, and it's 21-7 for the Alouettes over the Argonauts. Dominic Davis is a 55% passer this year. He's perfect today. Yeah, it's like you said, it's bringing up uh, bad memories from the end of the season last year in the East Final when Dan Evans came in and was Superman. But it's amazing how many times that happens. You know, Jake Mayer comes in at halftime this year, looks really good, 
Uh, Trevor Harris came in and basically took over as the starting quarterback for Vernon Adams earlier this year. It's weird how that happens. It's really tough as a team to go in expecting one quarterback and ending up with another. This is a bit of a different scenario because they knew all week this was the guy they are going to be facing. But still, you wonder how much they prepared for him specifically. You wonder how much they were actually preparing for Trevor Harris, knowing that if they do play Montreal in a meaningful game, he will be the guy. So you never know what goes into preparation week to week in a game like this. But yeah, having a backup quarterback come in is it's sometimes the defense's worst nightmare because you really haven't been gearing for that all week. So here's the kick, and it's going to be Hadell taking it at the 15-yard line. He's going to go to the left side, look for a block to get outside the 30. I think the Alouettes were offside on this. And it's going to be offside against Montreal, which is an advantage. They'll do this again, and all of a sudden you've got a cover team that's a little tired. Let me let me do offside. this for you. Montreal number 41. Been a re-kick. Five yards. It Pro-rate Dominic Davis's numbers in the first quarter for the full game. He's 40 for 40 for an even 600 yards, two t- uh, eight touchdowns, and no interceptions. Well, let's hope it doesn't work out that way. 10 for 10, Dominic Davis, and 150 yards already. And it's not like he's just been going short. He has had a yeah. number of checkdown passes, but he's had a couple bombs too, including that touchdown. So you know he's just he's on fire right now, and he's making a case for himself. He's showing why so many teams took an interest in him. He's clearly got skill. So they flip the returners, and Javon Leak will now go over to the strong side, as it were, the side where the ball is teed up for Cote. That's the Alouettes' right hash mark. Kick is shorter and higher. And Leak will take it at the 25-yard line. Look for blockers and follow them. 35 to the 40-ish. And knocked out of bounds, 38 or 39-yard line. And the Argos will take over there. They've had pretty good field position on their few drives that they've had today. Just, you know, good starts. Uh, You get into games sometimes where you get pinned back in your own end, and that would not be an ideal situation for starting a young quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback, rather. We forget sometimes that Chad Kelly is, is 28 years old and, I, I believe Ben Holmes is 28 years old as well. These aren't necessarily young guys, but guys with very little pro experience. So Kelly's still in there. He's 3 out of 5 for 48 yards in a touchdown so far. And they will go ground game. It's out of a Boye looking for something on the left side. And he just churned his legs and got 6 yards. He had no business getting. It'll be second down and 4. That was all Adebaboye. There were not blocks on the left side. They had penetrated all the gaps, but you've seen the size of Adebaboye's legs. Uh, he, he used uh, every bit of strength he had from them on that one. I asked him in camp, can you buy pants off the shelf? And he said no. <laughs> not often. Huge thighs. Back to pass Kelly, quick hitter. He had Preston out to the 50-yard line. That should be good for a first down. Yeah, it's just a smart throw and catch. In-man coverage, there's a little bit of space. You want to go to a, a tall guy like that, Breskison. It's, it's so hard to get around him as a defender, so easy completion. And that will be the final play of the opening quarter. A good one for the Alouettes. They're up 21-7 after 15 minutes. You're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Boatman. This is TSN 1050.